I was once asked for from somebody not to be affectionate when doing this. I said afterwards. I said I said refrain from it until uh, until uh, the end of it. Here's a question for you, babes, and I don't mean to be vulgar. Okay, some people claim. Now hold on. Uh -oh. Hold on. I, I think you should save it until later. Well, hold on. Wait. Let, let me tell you what it is. Now, some people say that oral sex. Not for this podcast episode. No, but it's not real affection. <laughs> now, hold on. Hold on. Hold no, on. No, no, hold no, on, no, no, no. I'm not listening. <laughs> I would disagree with that, but that would be something. Hey. So, hey, here's my hey, question. Hey, for hey, you hey, hey, hey. Here's my question for you, babes. Would you like me to. No. Okay. Because some people say it's not important. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Stop, stop, stop. Hey, hey, you're, you're interrupting my lesson here. Oh, sorry, babes. We are on different sides of the bed. Oh, jeez. Right now. <laughs> you stop it. Well, I'm trying to say that. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. Um. Anyway, hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Jayla Loves Jesus, which is our side <laughs> podcast. I will not be going down on the water right now. Oh! Uh, Maybe what's, later. What, okay, you're going to have to edit that out, please. <laughs> All right. So right, back to this thing, babes. Now, we were just watching a video on Joe Pesci. And you knew a lot of the stuff in there. But I, I have a feeling that you were kind of surprised by it, too. Yes, I was. Uh, yes, I was very surprised. Uh, pleasantly surprised, actually. Mm -hmm. Because uh, really quick, there's a song called The Peppermint Twist by... Joey D and the Starlighters, but he left the band and was replaced by Jimi Hendrix, which I thought, oh, wow. That's, that's really interesting. interesting. Yeah. I, I won't think of the Peppermint Twist the same way again. No. It's a, it's a nice little little dance song. But um, I think we're getting off track here. We are, babes. You, you have to stop that. This is, this is actually my podcast. Okay. And, um, we're Our sub-podcast. This is religious in nature to you, babes. So I would ask you to hold on, hold on. Well, I would ask you too, babes, and uh, it, okay. hold on, I have a favor to ask you. Uh, I would like it if you were refrained from using any profanity. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What? Hey. I would. Do you want me to be in charge of this recording? Yes. Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thank you. Go ahead. Now, what are we talking about today? Uh, I'm going to read um, some encouraging scriptures on worry because okay. I thought that um, it would be uh, good to to uh, read about that um, because I know that there's a lot of worried and anxious people today, uh, probably more than what we've had in past decades, mm. especially people that are in our age group and younger. <coughs> because you hear about a lot of people that have um, anxiety disorders and they have, uh, and they need um, support, um, emotional support animals, which I think there are people that do need them, but I also wonder if there are other people that should have them. If that makes any sense. You think more people should have them? No, I said, I wonder if there are other people who should have them. Yeah, okay. There are people that do need them, but I wonder if there are other people that are using it as, as an excuse. Oh, it's an excuse, okay. If you know what I mean. But um, um, besides all that, uh, I wanted to read a, a few scriptures that I thought were very um, uh, encouraging. Nice. Actually. I'm actually pretty conservative when it comes to emotional support animals, just so you know. The, are you an emotional support person? Apparently, I'm for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, so I'm I'm trying. I I have decided that I'm going to start with um, 
uh, shorter passages first, and then I want to end with a much longer passage because I wanted to, um, that's where I want to um, hit my main point on. So uh, let me start, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Alana's been smoking some cigarettes. I do not and smoke. Okay. We above, think above, the doctor hasn't hey, confirmed it. What? I am in charge of this episode. Thank you. Okay. I would ask you to refrain from any uh, um, out-of-turn jokes here. You might ask. I would never would. Oh, we still need to talk about Alicia Keys, babes. Can we talk about that later? We can talk about that later. Ugh. I just would like to make things fun. You have to do some major editing. Oh, I'm not editing, babes. Why? I like to make things fun for the my Lord. episode. Okay, okay. But hurry up. Get, get uh, you know, get, get uh, the book. The Bible. You're 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 not you're not scoring points here. Oh, sorry, babes. Okay. Your Thank you. Braille. Uh, copy of the Bible. One of the volumes of the many. <laughs> of the many volumes, because you know how Braille is. Loved. <laughs> you know. What? Really? Yeah. Stop it now. Okay. Okay. So the first passage I'm going to go to is Philippians four six. Okay. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Let's do it. What? I mean, think? read the... I mean, let me listen to the Philippians. Bubs, you're not helping. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Oh, you... Okay, give me a kiss. No. Okay. I said afterwards. Okay. You're... you're, you're uh, all right, all right, all right. I'm you're, good boy. You're, I'm you're, good you're boy. having a lot of control on this. And sorry, it's not babes. making j happy. Sorry, babe. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So this is Philippians 4, 6 uh, through 7. Uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth, passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, I find this, uh, this short passage very encouraging um, because, um, and, 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 um, what was I going to say? Um, this obviously is is explained to the believer, but I think for the non-believer who is listening to this, um, I think that uh, it basically means to me that if you um, have any doubts or worries, you can um, ask God in prayer and in supplication, which basically is another word for petition let me ask you something yes you had cancer a number of years ago and you got rid of it and we're all super happy for you <laughs> I uh, no like how you i am i am super happy for you <laughs> it's the way you said it okay but you know what i mean i'm i'm super happy that you, you got rid of your cancer as before we started dating i never would have allowed you to get cancer had we been <laughs> at the time you don't have any control uh i like to think i do but here's my question for you babes because i didn't know you back then yeah does that mean when you had cancer, all you did was pray to God, hey, uh, I don't want to worry about this and I want to be good. And then you just stopped worrying about it or what? Well, it wasn't just me praying. It was uh, there was actually a lot of people praying. There were like nine churches. Mm. Uh, somebody um, got the word um, to nine churches to pray for my uh, recovery. Um, there were, I wasn't just the only one praying because I was, I was scared. I'm not going to lie. It was a scary, scary time. I didn't know how I was going to handle chemo. 
And I didn't know how I was going to get through it because I heard that it can be really, really brutal on your body. And it is. And some people had some major side effects from it. So I didn't know how I was going to handle it. Um, so I was, I was just praying as to how I was going to handle everything. Cause, um, I also thought about the possibility of maybe I won't make it through it, but if I don't make it through it, then I'll, I, I would still be okay. It would, it would just be, you know, a hard way to go. But you were worried despite already having Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Of course. Okay. Just because... Just because I uh, am a believer in Jesus, that doesn't mean that I'm, um, that doesn't mean that I don't have any worries. Uh, sometimes I do worry. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I never, ever worry because sometimes I do. And that's why I have to, I have to go to him in prayer and ask him to help me with my worries and to um, comfort and uh, comfort me and take away my fears because um, I wish I knew what the name of the, the verse was, but there is a verse in the Bible that says, um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and, a, 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 but of power, love and a sound mind. And I always keep that verse in mind because every time I feel like that, I have to remember, well, well, God did not give me a spirit of fear, even though there are things to be obviously fearful of, like touching a hot stove. You don't want to do that. You could burn yourself. Mm -hmm. Or uh, putting a fork into a socket. You don't want to do that because you you might electrocute yourself. Um, there are things that you should absolutely be fearful of. But knowing that God is there, I don't have to be scared all the time. So it sounds to me like what you're reading today, it's not that these are like rules like the Ten Commandments that you show you shouldn't fear anything, but it's more like it's something to aspire to. So it's not saying you shall not fear, but it's saying try work to not fear things if you have God in your life. Right. And I and there is also um I be, I don't remember, I think it might be in Isaiah. There's also verses like, um, the Lord is a, my light and my salvation, of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, um, it, it, it keeps asking the question, well, whom, who, whom shall I be afraid of if God is, is for me and with me? Because if I think that God is an all powerful God, then there isn't anything I should really be afraid of. Not even Satan. No, hmm. no, because if, um, and it talks about other things like um, putting on the armor of God, where it talks about the 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 breastplate of um, let's see the 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 helmet of salvation, the the shield of faith, the uh, belt of truth. So it kind of goes through those things. So um, anyway, um, I'm going to move on to the next verse because this it. is a a very short verse. Um, I'm going to go to. John, uh, a couple verses, a couple passages in John. Now, is this who they named the toilet after? No, Bubs. The John? Bubs! What? Stop it. Sorry, babes, I didn't know. You're not helping. I didn't know, babes. I didn't so know. I need to put this in context because I'm reading from John 14. Yeah. And this is when, uh, this is before Jesus was, Jesus was, um, Jesus was crucified and he's speaking to his disciples 
about where he, uh, about him uh, leaving this earth and that where he's going, they can't go with him. Nice. This is before he's crucified and um and his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. Okay. Um. So this is this is uh this is the first uh, passage, uh, starting from John fourteen verse one. Uh, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and re receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. This doesn't just refer to his disciples, but it refers to any believer who... Um, believes in him because he does have a he does have a place in heaven for those who are his children. So it's basically saying I'm not with you right now, but you're going to see me again. I have a question for you, and I don't mean to be insulting, but I know it may come off that way. Okay. So I want to be careful on how we word this. How you how we how, wear this? how I wear this? Okay. Okay. So to the best of my understanding, there's God and there's the devil. And the devil also has demons working with him, right? Yes. And so my question is for you. Uh -huh. Presumably these demons can perform tricks. And again, I don't want to be insulting, but how do we know that it was Jesus who came to earth and not a demon disguised as, as the son of God? Because, um, and we, you know, as I've read in the book of Luke, remember I read the story of... Um, uh, Mary and how she found out that she was carrying Jesus. Uh -huh. Um, and, and this, this is, um, um, well, well, okay. So, so when Mary was carrying Jesus, she gave, she gave birth to him and, um, King Herod, I think I, I think I read that passage to you about King Herod going after all the, the firstborn, uh, male, um, Firstborn uh, males in Egypt, and they also joke about that in Blazing Saddles. Uh oh, where they're like, we got to do something to get back at the people. They throw out these things, and one of the things is kill the firstborn son, and the the guy says too Jewish. Oh jeez. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, no Blazing Ra uh, Saddles references until afterwards, please. Sorry, babe. Anyway, I don't even li really like that movie. Okay, well. So he wanted to kill all the firstborn males in Egypt yeah. and he knew about Jesus um because because when uh, you know the you know the, the the wise men were going to see uh Jesus the um as a baby because they wanted to give gift to, gifts to him and Herod wanted to find him because he wanted to kill him mm -hmm. Um, not, I don't know. And, and I don't remember if he knew that Jesus was the Christ, um, that he would eventually become the Messiah. But, um, Mary had to, um, Mary had to go to Bethlehem before she gave birth. Or, I'm sorry. She had to go to, um, she had to go to, uh, Nazareth. Because that's where Jesus um, spent most spent his uh, growing up years was in Nazareth, and that's where um, Pharaoh would not find him. So um, there's a lot of things that really um, uh, speaks to um, 
the reason why I believe that um, Jesus didn't come to earth as a demon. Okay. Now, you think from that passage, he's telling us not to fear death. And even though he's going to be away, we're eventually going to go and be with him again. Well, I, I also am going to read another passage in John that talks about the Holy Spirit. Nice. Because um, when he goes, so so I think you've heard me talk about the concept of the, of the Trinity. Yeah. Because um, God is a triune God. So you have God the Father, who is the creator, and he created the universe through Jesus Christ. Jesus is his son, and when Jesus was, um, <clears throat> when he was crucified and was dead and rose again, he um, went back and he ascended back into heaven and left his uh, Holy Spirit, which is also called the Comforter. And I'm going to uh, read that when he's talking to his um, disciples. I got a question for you then. Does uh, that mean that the Holy Spirit is still here on earth? Well... If the whole if if you're a non-believer, the Holy Spirit is with you, but the Holy Spirit does not indwell in you until you receive Jesus. And then when the Holy Spirit is indwelled is indwelled the Holy Spirit is indwelled in, in every believer. But if you're a non-believer, the Holy Spirit is still with you, even though uh, the Holy Spirit isn't guiding you. So how do you communicate with the Holy Spirit if you're a non-believer then? You can't. So how is it with you? It's there. It's just like um, I believe that um, uh, God knows every believer as well as every non-believer. But the reason why you don't, you, um, the Holy Spirit isn't guiding you is because he's not in you. So I'm a non-believer. Mm -hmm. Let's pretend that for a minute. Yes, you are. I am. And does that mean that God is still looking out for me, but he can't really communicate with me or what? Um, well, I think he may be looking out for you, but you're still not his, you're, you're not under his care. Oh, he knows who you are. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think that people, accept him i think he um i don't i don't think that people necessarily look for him i think he looks for them that leads me to an interesting question does that mean that somebody who died without ever accepting jesus christ into their heart that god wasn't looking for them not necessarily i think he was he was looking for them and and knocking on the doors of their heart but it was up to them to decide on whether they wanted to uh, receive him because I think the very first thing that God is going to ask someone um, and I remember hearing this in church and that really really stuck with me I think that the first one of the maybe it's possibly going to be the first thing that God will ask is what did you do with my son mm. and if you can't answer that question and you said well or or if you say something like well and by the way, God would know that, but he wants to see if you're going to lie to him too. He he wants to know what you really did, okay. and you can't um, you can't back out of that one. But would how would he ask that question today? In the sense that I wasn't alive in the time of Jesus to rescue Jesus or to throw rocks at him. You know what I mean? So if he says, what? so if he comes to me and says, hey, what did you do with my son? It's like, I wasn't alive when Jesus was alive. So how does, how is that? That, that wouldn't be an excuse. Okay. That would, I, I think 
he would go about it um, according to your life. So it would more mean, did you accept Jesus into your heart? Exactly. Okay. Not, you know, did, did you trust Jesus? Did you, um, did you, um, uh, live for Jesus? Did you, did you, um, did you have faith in Jesus and you, you, after you heard the gospel? Yes. Something to that effect. I, I, I do believe that we are going to be asked that question. Interesting. That's going to be the most important question. Nice. Nice. All right, babes, real, one last quick question before the next verse. No, I won't give you a kiss. How did you know that was what I was going to ask? <laughs> Why not? Well, first of all, was I going to ask that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I was. I wasn't going to ask, will you give me a kiss? But I was going to say, can I get a kiss? Not right now. Why not? <laughs> because I'm not done with the uh, lesson yet. Could you give me a kiss? It'll help me pay attention. <sighs> Let me put it to you this way. <laughs> Would you be willing to give a person a kiss if you knew that it would help them pay attention during Bible study? No. Why not? Because I never. Because I, the only person I really kissed during something like this was you, and nice. I, and I, I, I have to put my foot down on that. If it makes you feel better, babes, I have not been cheating on you by doing Bible study with anybody else. I hope not. No. So give me a kiss. No. Why not? Later. Oh. This is gonna. This is. It's. It's a little bit distracting. It's why. That's why I'm saying not right now. I'm not that distracting. But all right. All right. All right. All right, all right hey, you. come on. You're, 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 come on now. All right, all I'm trying right. to give a lesson here. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna read John 14 verses 25 through 27. John. Stop it. All right. Go. Okay. And he's talking. He's still talking. Uh, Jesus is still talking to his disciples. Go. Um. These things have I spoken unto you, being present with, being present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's now talking about the Holy Ghost that will be sent in his name after he goes. Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, exactly what I was talking about um, when I was explaining um, the Holy Spirit being in someone versus with somebody. Because it's going to be with them, even though Jesus is. Well, I would no imagine one. that Jesus is still watching uh, a non-believer and and um, hoping that they will um, they will come to him. I got a question for you that I may have asked at some other point. He probably did. No, I'm just and kidding. maybe it's know. a dumb one. Perhaps it's not. But if they knew that Jesus was going to be crucified, why didn't they just like? They? Well, I'm assuming his followers, the disciples. He, they didn't know. Oh, they didn't know that he was going to be. No, crucified. no, no. Because I thought he was on the cross for a while. No. What do you mean? Well, I thought that they like hooked him to the cross and they were, waited like 12 hours before crucifying him. No, 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 no. The disciples did not know, um, because he was preparing. He was preparing them. Um, by talking about, um, talking about, he was teaching them in parables too. He was okay. teaching the people in parables and that in turn, I believe was, and I could be wrong about this, but I believe that was to prepare his disciples for what was going to come because the father knew what was going to happen because that was a part of, um, doing his father's business. And he came to earth as a, a baby to um 
be crucified for the sins of mankind it, as a sacrificial uh, lamb so it, that... It sounds like then, sorry to interrupt you, mm -hmm. that the disciples were shocked when they found out that he was crucified. Well, they didn't understand it. They, 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 um, there are some people who left. Um, even, uh, Jesus told Peter, um, who was also called Simon Peter, he told him, you're going to, you know, when on the night of my crucifixion, you're going to be, you're going to deny me three times when the, when the rooster crows. And um, Peter didn't believe it. He was one of his um, zealous followers. Oh. But he did deny him three times. And then he, he wept afterwards. And is Peter in hell now? Or what's the deal with this dude? Oh, no, no. He, um, if you read sec first and second Peter, he is teaching the people. And this is after his, um, after Jesus's um, crucifixion. Yeah. So, um, no, he d I don't believe he did go to hell. Nice. He realized, now I do believe um, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him, who was um, uh, the treasury, the, the treasurer of the money that they were keeping. Um, I believe he did go to hell. Uh oh. Because he was the one who betrayed Jesus. And um, before he betrayed Jesus, um, um, the spirit of Satan went into him. Oh. Yeah. And Jesus knew that he was going to be the one to betray him. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The spirit of Satan went into him. I believe so it was. can Judas really be responsible for his actions if it was Satan controlling him? Uh, yes, I do. How? Because um, he was the one who made the decision to, um, to point Jesus out uh, to all the soldiers that um, were going to uh, um, take him to be crucified because he said, the one I kiss, um, he he will be the one because he, he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Oh. Yeah. And Jesus knew that because he said, he, he basically was um, talking to his disciples that like, there is one who is going to, be bet to betray me tonight. And they were asking, is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? And he knew who it was, but he didn't tell the rest of his disciples who he thought it was. I am agnostic, as we've discussed many times. Yeah. And I have a friend who is also agnostic. And, this, you know, so he's a good guy and everything. Yeah. And, but he told me this interesting story once that I haven't really gotten out of my head. This friend of mine is married and he met his wife fairly young. Uh-huh. And so you could probably guess who it was. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know yet. Let's just say he met at an event. We met at an event that he organized. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sure you'd love me giving all this out. There. I know. But uh, you know what? You're friends with me. You're going to get some shrapnel. So, oh, my goodness. And I'm not saying your name, bro. <laughs> but we also used to be workout buddies. And he told me this crazy story. When his kids were little and him and his wife were, you know, not married for too long, mm -hmm. one night he comes home mm -hmm. and they're just talking about regular stuff. I guess mm -hmm. like bills or you need to clean up that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, regular stuff. Yeah. And then he feels something choking him, right? Yeah. He doesn't see what it is. So he was raised a Mormon. Yeah. And I don't understand all the Mormon stuff. I, I, he tells me that um, they believe in some version of Jesus. By the way, my friend is not a Mormon right now. Yeah. He is very anti-Mormon. But at yeah. the time, he was a Mormon. As am I. When, when he was a kid. Yeah. Now he's super anti-Mormon. Yeah. And that's why you two get along so well. But anyway, <laughs> so he feels this thing choking him yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the only thing he could think of is somebody once told him, if you're ever in a situation where a demon is choking you, say, by the power of Christ, I denounce you. And he said that he said that and that the whatever it was that had a hold of him just immediately stopped. Yeah, you know, um, I know that there have been people that have spoken on um, spiritual warfare. Yeah. And I'm not exactly, um, I don't know too much about this subject because I've never had some crazy thing happen to me like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, my friend, he's not the type of person who would just say that. No. To say that. No, no. I, I think that, um, no, absolutely not. I don't think he would be lying about it either. Um, but I'm not, I, I can't really comment on that because I don't, I, I don't quite understand that subject. I believe that there is spiritual warfare, but I don't under stand to what extent because i know in the bible that there were people that were possessed by demons mm -hmm. and the apostles um um god gave the apostles um the gift the gifts of um casting out demons and um prophesying and uh and things like that like like really um um supernatural gifts to show um, people about, um, to, to, to show people that Jesus is real. Mm. So uh, I can't say that that happened to him or if it didn't happen to him because, and I also can't say whether or not I'm really skeptical about it because I've heard stories that it, it could happen to people like that. So, so I don't, I, I can't really comment on it. That's fair. I'll tell you a crazy story from my past that I don't think you know, and there are no psychedelics involved in the story either. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. And, either, and, I, and I have to get to the, the other uh, two passages. Yeah, yeah. So don't, you know, we'll hurry it up after this. Okay. But I was like three years old. Yeah. And I think I had some toys stuck under my parents' bed. Oh, wow. And so I'm crawling under the bed. Uh -huh. I have trouble getting out. I now, this was a three-year-old version of me interpreting this. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, some sort of demonic force was speaking to me when I was trapped under in the, the bed. In the toilet? In the, in the, in, under your... Um, Parents' bed. Yeah. Now, how much of that is, I'm remembering that wrong because I was three, and also it's very, you're easy to influence at that age, versus did that really happen? I don't know. Yeah, and um, I've been around... Um, fellow Christians that believe that you can bless a house. Mm. Um, I'm not, I don't know how to comment on that because I've heard of people blessing houses. I've heard of people like anointing rooms with um, what they would call anointing oil. Interesting. I don't know about that. I'm a little bit confused about it. I don't know if the, it's, um, it's really biblical, so I can't really say. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. You actually felt like, somebody was speaking to you like it was like a demonic force but again i was three and i'd been at a church at that point unfortunately so maybe unfortunately it was one of these like you know oh oh my god what it was one of the never mind it was one of these like weird forces and whatnot. what did you do nothing i know what you did what i'm not gonna say what you made a noise from a, a noise from a certain area oh my goodness well, that's what that's what uh, Bible study can sometimes. Oh my goodness! I usually don't do that, babes, as you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I caught you a couple of times, but anyway. I catch you a lot more. Hey, 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 hey. No one's talking about me. Oh, oh. You knocked the recorder out of my hand, babes. I know. Luckily, it landed on the pillow. I didn't mean to do that. Alex. I think, babes, had you kissed me, that never would have happened. <sighs> Maybe you should give me a kiss. No. Why not? Afterwards. Why afterwards? Because it's distracting. Not to me. I'm trying to give a lesson. All right, all right, all right. Give, give it a lesson. <sighs> okay. So, we are done with John, so we're going to go to Matthew, and those are going to yes. be my my last two passages. Maddie. And if you want to revisit this topic, we certainly can. Yeah. There's a lot of other, um, there's more topics on worry and anxiety, but we're, we're going to go to um, Matthew. And we need to talk about regret at some point, in, in another one. Okay. But not today, babes. Because we still got to eat pasta salad and watch Space Seed. Yes. Staunch whack episode. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Let's start with um, Matthew 11. Let's do it. Oh. What? I passed it. The only problem with this book is that I don't have a good uh, bookmark. Oh, that sucks. I know. I don't like it. Yes. Okay. Let's go to Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's the end of the... Um, the, the chapter. How do you interpret that? Well, do you know what a yoke is? Not I'm not talking about egg yolks, but I'm talking about a Y-O-K-E. No. It's a wooden cross beam that is used to uh, pull a wagon with um, oxen, uh -oh. like animals. Yes. So I'm guessing the oxen is uh, pulling the yoke to hitch the wagon. And um, if I'm not mistaken. So when he's saying, take my yoke upon you, um, I would imagine that if an animal is taking the yoke upon, uh, the animal, it's, it's heavy. Mm. So it says, um, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So basically whatever burdens you have, he can take it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's my, um, interpretation of this verse. And I always like this verse. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. What? Go ahead. We talked about your cancer a little bit earlier, but yeah. let, let's say there's somebody who accepted Jesus into their heart a little bit later in life. Mm -hmm. And maybe they were kind of wild. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have a connection with their family. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, maybe they live out in the middle of nowhere, someplace in Alaska where there's not really a good church around. Yeah, there is. There are. But in Alaska, you can go like a long ways. Oh, I've, I've heard of several churches, but I think maybe in the remote villages, there it may be hard to get to. Yeah, them. let's say they're in one of them. Yeah. How do they deal with worry? Or how, how would you recommend um, they deal with worry? I. That's hard to say because... I've never been to Alaska. I don't know much about the the um, remoteness of those villages, yeah. but I I did know um, someone who was a young missionary. Um, he was the brother of my friend 
who was um, a peer advisor in my building, really cool girl. Um, he uh, was doing some missionary work in Alaska and him and his group would go to the remote villages and, um, and, uh, and preach the gospel there. Mm. Um, and he was saying that um, in Alaska, there's like a lot of alcoholism and as a result of alcoholism, there's a lot of abuse. I've heard that too. With uh, women and children. Yeah. And um, it's, it's very sad. So um, I'm guessing that they were there because a lot of them probably didn't have any materials. They didn't have any, they probably didn't have any Bibles or maybe it was hard for them to get to a church because the way that you get into the village is that you have to fly. Yeah. And that's, that sounds scary to me. Though. It does. Because <clears throat> especially the planes are <clears throat> super small. And a lot of times they're older planes too. Yeah. I, I would feel a little bit apprehensive to ride on a plane like that my mom lived in king king salmon alaska mm -hmm. back in the 70s and she said it was wow. really weird yeah i would have i would hope that their planes are a little bit better but um they don't have any commercial air travel uh to those villages i mm. would imagine so um but that's where he um he spoke these to these people and i thought wow that is um that is really cool, actually. Nice. In fact, um, my my friend was about to graduate, and the he got something for her as a graduation present, and it was a whale's mouth. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he she was he was able to give the give her that. I'm like, oh, that is really interesting. Nice. I wouldn't want to be trapped in one of those. No. But um, I found him. Um, he was he he. he yeah, that was some interesting stories, and he was showing some um, videos that they did, and, and some of it was pretty humorous. Um, yeah. yeah, they were doing like a little um, video of, um, it was kind of like a take on Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah. I never really got into the Indiana Jones movies. I saw, They're fun, they're fun. Yeah, I saw one of them when AFI released their list of the 100 best films ever made in 1998. Mm -hmm. A lot of them they showed at... It was either Cinemagic or uh, Laurelhurst. Oh, wow. And I went to a couple of those screenings. So I saw, like, the first one. Mm -hmm. And uh, there may have been some marijuana involved. I don't really remember uh -oh. it that well. But I remember just thinking that it was just okay. Oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I honestly don't know how to answer that question. Oh. Um. Because I can't tell someone not to worry and they're already worrying. Yeah. Because they would have to have, um, they would have to have some context to it. Nice. And, um, but I wanted to end with this verse. It's a long passage, but I think it's very good. It's um, Matthew uh, 25 through 34. Can I tell you something really quick? Uh, when, I'm sorry. Matthew 6 verses 25 through 34. What? I am a little bit worried about never being kissed again. So I will we... kiss you later. Okay. After this. Uh oh. At the end of this episode. Okay. You have to stop it. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Matthew 25, or I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Let's do it. Stop it. What? Let me read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so Jesus is speaking to uh, the people on the... Um, this is, a, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. Um, 
Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Raiment means clothes, by the way. Okay. Behold the, fowl, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Than they? Which of you by... Uh, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Um, verse 28. And, and why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass and the, of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall ye eat, or what shall ye drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after, a little, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And that's the end of Matthew chapter 6. Break it down for me. What do you want me to take away from this? Um, and of course, again, this is, um, to the believer, um, although I think the non-believer could, um, definitely glean from this verse because it basically says, um, don't worry for the provision of whatever you need, your food, your clothing, your shelter, because God knows everything that you need even before you even ask. And, uh, you know how it says, um, you know, you know how it says, um, uh, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall ye not much more, shall, shall he not more, much more clothe you of you of little, oh, you of little faith. I can't yeah. talk. Um, so, so it, basically it's telling me, you know, um, all this stuff that's going on, like uh, the grass of the field. And, and I think what he's talking about shall be cast into the oven. I think he's referring to um, the fact that the earth is going to be uh, destroyed and he's going to create a new earth, a new heaven, a new earth. Why not just keep and, this earth? And Hold on. Okay, go ahead. I can't answer that question. Oh. Um, because that's, that's um, he, he's going to destroy the contents of this earth. But, Basically, he's saying that all these things are not going to be here. But while you're here, don't worry about what you need because I know what you need. Interesting. Yeah. And um, this, is a, this is a verse that is used a lot to, um, to talk about uh, why it, isn't, it, it is not um, good for people to worry so much. Mm. Yeah, because it's true. I mean, there are times where I thought that I wasn't going to have enough money, for example, for a uh, bus fare. 
Yeah. And um, I was able to get that money. I was able to be provided with it. I was never um, without any means of, of um, having extra money for for bus fare. Well, good. Yes. Well, babes, I think we've uh, said a lot today. We did. I, I hope that you learned something. I hope so, too. And I'm sorry about farting. <laughs> I am. I, I don't, I'm not like one of these guys who gets off on farting in front of his I partner. don't, you know what? I don't like that. I yeah. think it's so gross that there are some guys that think that um, farting is really funny because it's really disgusting. Yeah, I mean, listen, there a, a fart joke has to be really, really good. I won't just laugh at any fart joke. But this isn't about farting. So. No, this isn't about. I'm sorry about farting in front of you this time. I'm not. I don't like to make a habit in front of farting in front of my uh, my girlfriend. In front of farting. Uh, what? <laughs> you don't want to make a habit in front of farting? <laughs> no, about. I don't want to make a habit of farting in front of my. Uh, no, I understand. I, I I know that you're a lot more polite than that, and I appreciate that because um some guys are not. They're just like burping and farting in front of anyone. Yeah, I, no, I will burp a lot, but farting is where I try to draw the line. Oh my goodness. Yes. I knew a pastor that used to do that, but he thought it was funny, and I thought, oh, that's so gross. Oh my goodness, he would it, like fart during the middle of a service. No, 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 he would burp. No, this is like after you know outside of um services. Yes. He and I didn't know him for very long, but um. He he just thought it was he just thought it was hilarious, but it wasn't like he was just joking. It wasn't like um on purpose or anything. Nice. Anyway. Well that was good, babes. Yeah, we good. Yes. Well, babes. Yes. Uh you you wanna kiss? Okay. 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 I was good boy. I was good boy. <laughs> what? For the most part you were I good. was very good boy. <laughs> For the most part, you will good. I was of all the parts. Oh my yes, goodness! Yes. Okay, well, um, that is my mini lesson on worry, and yes. we can also revisit this uh, at a different time. I think we should. I would love to do regret, regret at some point as well. Oh yeah, I, I I should look that up because I get caught in my head about regret. Right. Um. I I will. Uh. I think I should look that up. Have yeah, a good babes. All right, then. That is it. That is it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hold on. Ah, it's not closing. Hold on. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.